As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tavern Watch uh, Plays. I, I forget what we're calling it. It changes. I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's stick with Tavern Watch Plays. Yeah, that, that seems to work. Uh, DMs, DM Spectacular. <laughs> no. Tavern Watch Plays, I think, is, is where we're going to stick with. Uh, I am your GM today, Joe Perez. I'll be running... Uh, our lovely group of folks through another episode of The Weirs, the shared campaign between Matt and I. Uh, so we're going to go through and let everybody introduce themselves. We're going to start with Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I'm playing Kiska. She's a dark elf, drow, druid, and boy, um, now I'm going to have to remember how to play a druid again. <laughs> <laughs> They're complicated, man. <laughs> they are. Uh, next up, we have Liz. Uh, hello, I play Isra. She is a gem dragonborn with uh, dark green gem scales. And uh, she's a ranger with a tiny drake companion, also a green gem uh, dragon named Rika. And uh, we have like also like nine gem dragons that we've kind of adopted babies. It's kind of chaos. They are psionic too, which is also extra fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next up, we have Andrew. I play Krayel, a half-elf swords bard. All right. And last but certainly not least, we have Matt. All right, I'm Matt. I'm playing Least. Uh, no, okay. Um, I'm playing uh, Repentance's Opportune Hand, an extremely angry robot. I, I feel like that is pretty much all you need to know about this guy. Very angry robot. He has trust issues. Yes. I mean, he, he woke up in a big robot body that he has to share with, like, a bunch of other people. So, yeah, he, he's, he is what we might call testy. A little bit. When last we left our group of intrepid adventurers, we had a shopping episode. Uh, because it turns out that they didn't have to buy a whole bunch of stuff for their house because it, well, a magic wish had made it whole again, including all sorts of lovely furniture and rooms and spectral servants. So that was good. Uh, then they... You know, got visited by the prefect of the town and were asked to escort a delivery to a little farming community in the foothills of the mountains to the north. Uh, they 
did a little research as far as what their house could do. They also went on a little bit of a shopping spree that saw Isra, you know, meet up with her son again. Uh, turns out who was a very accomplished blacksmith. They sold cursed uh, items to their good friend Sticky Fingers, and I'm using good friend in quotes, uh, and got to see exactly what they were transporting. And that's where we left off. So is there anything that you were doing after you met with Sticky Fingers? I think we handled my stuff. Uh, Sticky Fingers made me a belt, so I think I'm good. Yeah, I got my armor, and I'm happy. If anybody doesn't have anything that they wanted to accomplish, I would assume that you would head back to your manor. Uh, yeah, to enjoy. I think we were going to do that. All right, so you make your way back to the manor. Nobody bothers you. Obviously, the town's bustling, but everybody's got their own stuff to worry about, and you're sort of a known quantity at this point. Uh, especially Repentance. Nobody really wants to get in Repentance's way. He's a little surly sometimes. You go back. Is there anything you want to accomplish in the manor in the evening before we fast forward to the morning? And Does- just just check in on all the dragons and make sure they aren't causing too much chaos. Make sure they're okay and uh, get a good night's sleep before whatever happens tomorrow. The baby dragons are all pretty content. Uh, the little eerie airy. Uh, airy airy wow i whatever words are hard uh airy area yeah the airy (laughs) area that you have at the top of the mansion uh fits their needs perfectly uh it does seem like if they desire something super super important uh it you know it sort of makes it for them there really isn't much for them to worry about so they're pretty comfortable and you do know that as you come back and and head towards the a mansion. It doesn't look like it is perfectly uh, well to do uh, until you get past the border and actually closer to the house. So nobody can see the dragons. They seem to be pretty well protected and they're pretty content. And they know to stay on the property. Kiska goes to talk to Isra real quick. Hey, um, Isra? Yeah. What do you need? Are the dragons going to be okay by themselves without us here? I mean, they, they're pretty self-sufficient at this age, and they have food, and I've asked them not to leave, and they did say they would avoid getting too much attention. Uh, I mean, they're old enough to be okay on their own, so I guess we'll find out, because we can't really take all of these baby dragons with us. It's not right. practical. Right. I'm just wondering if maybe we should have one of our kobold friends kind of like check in on them babysit that's that's probably a good idea and make sure the dragons don't decide the kobolds are food or anything like that they probably right. wouldn't but uh, hmm. yeah just, i've never i mean they i've they, never they want to do of, stuff for us anyway we might as well ask them hey do you want to babysit some dragons <laughs> i've never had a troop of kobolds living in my basement before so yeah that's a good idea we should go we should go check in okay and so I guess we're going to meet to to visit our kobold friends, servants, <laughs> our bodyguards, the yeah, pirates in the something. basement. The, yeah, the, the pirates, pirates who live in, your live basement. in our basement. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, you can head down there, no problem. Uh, they are sort of just kind of living their best life. That doesn't really look like they're doing anything crazy, but they have bunk beds set up. They have living quarters down here. Uh, looks like it is. Uh, comfortable enough for them and they're just kind of hanging out is mr leader there skipper is there yep hey skipper uh he sees you he didn't see you come down before jumps off of the chair that he was uh kind of resting in and snaps to attention <laughs> and throws a salute to you yes sir got got a question for you o- okay 
Do you have somebody who's good with kids? Uh, the whole clutch is pretty good with kids. We well, we yeah, we have some baby dragons up at the top of the house, and they do. They are kind of like children at this point. They're at the age where they're pretty much mm, like a five or six year old child. They're pretty self-sufficient, but maybe we're going to be gone for a few days. And maybe someone could go check in on them and just make sure they're doing okay. They don't need anything. Uh, I will be more than pleased to do so. <laughs> just make sure that they're not, you know, getting up to any mischief. Ah, uh, well. Snape snaps a salute again. I'll, I'll give him a list of their names. And it's, you know, it's like a lot of baby dragons. I actually have them written down, but I'm just going to say I'm going to give him a list of their names. <laughs> sure. Uh, he can't read it at all. And he, but he <laughs> pretends that he can and tucks it away. And, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say if I, <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably notice that. So I'll say, I'll like write it down and then I'll be like, oh, okay. And I'll say it in draconic for him. Well, I guess ah. they're just names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll keep safe. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll be gone for a few days, but I hopefully not a problem. Uh, we will. And he's, he's like searching for the word. <laughs> keep safe house. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. He snaps another uh, salute and then waits for you to either acknowledge or go away. <laughs> and I'll kind of like bow my head in acknowledgement and Dismissed. Uh, like look at look at Kiska and kind of shrug. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do here. She just snaps the salute and says, dismissed. Good. He just goes back to sitting in his chair. <laughs> okay. Let's Congratulations. Go. We've accomplished something. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else that either of you want to do before we move on to the others? That was the only thing that I had. I was just concerned. Yeah. That's very smart. Okay. Uh, is there anything that repentance would like to do before the evening is over? Well, I don't need to sleep. So basically I'll spend most of the night patrolling. And then, uh, when it comes time for my brief rest, I will get up to a place where it has a high vantage point. Uh, so that when I go into stasis mode that I'm still aware of the area around me. So that way, if something like attacks, I will jolt up and be ready to go. Um, Is there any kind of chapel here? There is now. Okay, what is it too? Depends on what you want it to be too. Uh, well, I mean, I'm I tend to be I'm I'm all about vengeance, you know, re- repentance. Yeah, it's and all that. It's more of a non-denominational type <laughs> setup where like there are little tiny shrines to ver- the various gods or aspects of godhood. So it's there. Oh, that'll be where I if that's in a place where I could see the area, that'll be where I go. If not, then I'll stop by there on my way up and say a brief. Um, I don't know if I need prayer is the right word. A, a brief incantate, a brief uh, chant to AO the Overdragon. Okay. And Andrew, is there anything that Creo would like to do before the end of the evening? I guess he would just go out to the um, practicing area with his new little hand crossbow and do some target practice and stuff before bed. Sure. The evening passes rather peacefully for you all. You have a lovely dinner if you so choose to. Um, the mansion again provides the rooms that you request whether it's the training field or the chapel uh and then you can retire for a rather quiet evening morning comes uh it is time for you to meet at the northern gate uh to escort the caravan in the giant statue that produces tons and tons of water you make your way there i'm assuming yeah 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pack up all my stuff. Make sure my armor is nice and my new breastplate that I bought is nice and shiny. You have uh, preened yourself very well. Everything is good. Mm-hmm. Um, you make your way through. The city is starting to, or the town is starting to wake up. You can have the scent of, of fresh baked bread uh, and morning food starting to actually waft on the air. You can see farmers getting ready to go out and you tend to their fields. Uh, you know, if they stay in town and have small farms on the outskirts, uh, trades shops starting to open. Uh, fishermen bringing in the, the beginnings of a haul from their early morning trips. Uh, you can hear the blacksmith, your son, hard at work as the clang carries through the town and you make your way to the North Gate. Uh, when you reach there, it is lightly guarded, nothing too fancy, and it looks like it is a cart pulled by an oxen. Uh, and on the back of the cart is the statue, uh, and it looks like it is wrapped up in some form of tarp or canvas. Uh, but it is just on basically on the back of a cart. You may take off whenever you are ready. Uh, is gonna just kind of look at it and make sure it's secure. Give it a once over. What do you? What do you? Let's say perception. Oh, okay. Uh, seventeen. It seems pretty secure to you. Doesn't seem to be anything out of place. Cart's not old, uh, but not brand new. But it's pretty good. Sturdy. Okay. Sturdy good. enough. And who is our contact leading the caravan? Uh, it's basically not really a caravan you feel like maybe, okay it's just the one cart you feel like maybe they made it a bigger deal than it was mm. um because you see packed around the statue at the base are just some generic supplies uh and it looks like they don't have any other carts and there are no other drivers okay so just the one driver is that the only staff of this uh of this operation oh. except us oh no perhaps you misunderstood there is no driver for this cart you are going to be driving the oh, car or somebody. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I thought we had one of the goblins was coming with us. Oh, well, that's fascinating. Is there enough room in this cart for all of us, or do I need to go find us some horses? Uh, you could probably make enough room. It wouldn't be comfortable. All right, I'm going to go find some place that has mounts. Uh, who of us would want to mount? Who wants to be in the cart? Who wants to be mounted? Who's driving I... the cart? You don't want me driving the, con- the cart. I- you know, yeah, I, I did didn't... find out after our last session, I looked it up. We could all afford elephants for ourselves. <laughs> I'm just saying. Necessary. You know, want riding elephant, elephants. Thanks. I don't know. I think it just sounds awesome to have like your I'll drive own the cart. elephants. What's pulling the cart? Uh, just an ox. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'll drive the cart because I've got animal handling. All right, I'm going to go look for a place to get. Um, I'm going to get at least two mounts unless. Yeah, like, there's, so a, there's enough space anything. in the driver's seat for two people. Yeah, so there's. Five of us or four of us? Four, four of us. So yeah, uh, either I guess Creo or um, Isra. Yeah, thank you, Isra. Um, either Creo or Isra. Which one of you wants to ride? Which one of you wants to be on the cart? I'm going to suggest Isra, you be on the cart because a your perception's the highest, and that's an out of game reason. But mm-hmm. more in game reason is that you're a ranged person. Yeah, so if okay. somebody attacked the cart, you could shoot them. So unless unless you they jack- unless they come up in melee. Oh yeah, but if they come up in melee, they're on the cart. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay, uh, then I guess I'm on an elephant or whatever. I'll go, I'll go see what I can find. <laughs> I don't know if they have elephants the, in this town. The weirs, the weirs, funnily enough, does not have a large supply of elephants for you. Man, I thought this was a big trading town. They don't it's even big, have elephants? It's a big trading town. It's not a big zoo. 
I'm gonna go. Not look, big elephant town. Yeah, I'll make. A, I'll. I'll head off looking for somebody who sells us a few pieces of whatever kind of riding animal are available. Yeah, you can find a couple horses, no problem. I, I do check to see what they have besides our horses. Uh, you can find a couple camels. Uh, you can find oxen galore, uh, and you can find a couple riding dogs. Those are a little small for me. Those are absolutely a little small for. Me. All right. Well. Let's- I'll get something that looks pretty for Creo because I'm sure Creo likes to be presentable, and I'll look for the biggest drafty type, you know, warhorsey type mount that I can get for myself. Yeah, not a problem. You are able to find uh, a large enough horse for yourself, no issue. Uh, you can find one that you think would be pretty enough for uh, Creo, or at least you hope. Yeah, yeah I can. Who knows? Um, in 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 indiscriminate amount of gold later, the transaction is made, and you have horses. I'm just saying riding elephants are in the basic rules. They are. Just throwing that out there. They are. You have to be in an area that has them. Ah, man. So disappointed. (laughs) Eventually, uh, one of these days, Liz is just going to have an um, elephant. (laughs) While while the horses are being acquired, Kiska's going to actually, like, take a look at the supplies that are packed around the statue. Is there anything weird there, or is it just, like, random, like, normal supplies? Uh, Define weird. Like... Weird anything, for you or weird and like explosive? Anything that looks uh, explosive or out of place, like magic, that kind of thing. I will assist with this because I would also be curious as to kind of what's here and I'd want to get ready and make sure we're good to go. Sure. Go ahead and make an investigation check with advantage, please. Investigation with advantage? Because Isra is helping. Okay. 19. Okay. Uh, as you make your way through, it looks pretty bog standard stuff. Uh, the obviously the magical decanting irrigation system uh, is very magical. You know that much, uh, but everything yeah. else seems like dried goods. Seems like a bunch of stuff that like a homestead would want: uh, nails, uh, horseshoes, uh, looks like funky. new plow blades. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Okay, just making sure we're not black market moving things besides a statue. <laughs> Uh, that is a good, you look for a you don't see any secret compartments. You look for hidden things underneath the cart. Uh, you're giving it a pretty thorough once over and you don't see anything out of the ordinary. Okay. Uh, I'm satisfied. <laughs> wonderful. Oh, uh, you, you know, usual stuff. Kick the wheels. Just make sure. <laughs> they are sh- certainly wood wheels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the ox is just kind of sitting there chewing on some, some grass that's just laying around the area. Uh, it doesn't take long for Repentance to come back with the horses. And, uh, Creo, you notice that Repentance brought back a rather pretty horse for you. All right. So the first thing I do is ask what the horse's name is. That's up to you. Oh, I, I would have thought that the seller would have had names already that it would respond to. Yeah, I didn't ask. <laughs> However, I do need to make a quick thing. Joe, I have a spell that makes a horse just show up. Okay didn't remember this but paladins have this okay it's called fine steed yep um i'm so i'm just gonna cast that <laughs> i mean uh, there's no reason to buy a horse if i can just make a horse show up um i didn't i i forgot paladins did this <laughs> i'm sorry i haven't played a paladin in like four years so um yeah uh it's a horse I, actually it says i can choose a war horse a pony a camel an elk or a mastiff yep um, no elephant no elephant. Uh, no, no elephant. Uh, Disappointing. So the gonna GM go might it. allow other animals to be summoned as steeds, so you yeah, know, make good but, cases later. Yeah, for this one, I'm just going to go with a horse. 
right. But the uh, horse, so the horse I have, it's a regular horse, but it's a celestial horse. Um, and it's got intelligence six and it can understand abyssal because that's one of the languages I speak. And it can also communicate with you telepathically. Yeah. So that, that's my horse. He's, he's, uh, the limit, the lamentation of foes. That's his name. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's my horse. I, I'm going to do what every GM really loves and cast speak with animals and ask the other horse what its name is. The one that Creel has? Yeah. Creel uh, wanted to know its name so I can... Eh? Uh, you just get a response back. Uh, well, they called me Blue, so I guess Blue? Okay, it's nice to meet you, Blue. This is Creo. He's going to be riding you if that's okay. I mean, he's got the saddle, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> And I'll I'll communicate do you have to any sugar? that. Uh, do I have any sugar? I don't know. Do you like in our our rations like things that are sweet? Maybe I have some. I might have some like vegetables, like carrots or something to feed. I produce, hard, I, I produce a hard candy. Oh, here it crunches it out of your hand. <laughs> this is like a Werther's original. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where I'm going with this. I'm also an old robot. <laughs> I'll, I'll also go and say say hello to the ox, and you know, we're about to go on a day's trip. Are you ready to go? Yep. Do you have a name? Nope. Well, all right. Let's let's get moving. I guess I'm going to call him Beef. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well then, well, I'm going to need some animal handling checks from folks. Uh, Repentance technically doesn't have to because he's telepathically linked. Um, why don't we go ahead and get one from Creole and let's get one from Kiska. Can, right. can I assist? Can I assist Creo because I've talked to the horse? Yes. I will say okay. that they can be made with advantage. Okay. With, I'm oh, sorry. With advantage, I got a non-nat 20. That's two dirty 20s. Same thing. Yeah. I got a dirty 20. No problem. The animals seem to be responding just fine to your commands. Uh, and you guys take off without any incident. Uh, the land surrounding the Riaton is pretty lush as far as uh, places go. Essentially, the town is located on what is ostensibly a delta, right? It's where three layers of a river sort of converge with each other, making for very uh, good fishing, very good travel, but also very good farmland. And as you start to make your way up the path towards the mountains to the north, you do notice that you know the, the farms are in full swing. Uh, it looks like they are. There's no signs of like not being irrigated properly or anything like that the soil is definitely rich and the crops definitely grow fast it's one of the benefits of living in this particular area what time of year is it it's about midsummer late summer okay. somewhere in that range so not quite uh, harvest time yet go ahead does isra notice anything unusual just keeping an eye out like unusual activity or is this kind of a normal farming season Seems so far from what you can see, like a normal farming season. Uh, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. It is just pretty warm, even this early in the morning. And you can see the farmers and their hands are hard at work tending to their crops, trying to keep them uh, cooled off to the point where they don't dry themselves out and keeping them uh, nice and damp so that they can survive the uh, the heat of the day uh, and then, you know, hopefully survive the frost of the evening. So you make your way through, and it's maybe a couple hours before you start getting a little bit sparser 
uh, with the farmlands and you start getting into more open plains type areas. Uh, and you can really see fairly far. The he- heat haze of the day uh, sort of lends a shimmering effect uh, to the far reaches of your vision. Uh, but so far it has remained rather peaceful. It's coming up about midday. I don't know if you want to stop for uh, lunch or if you want to keep on going. Do we want to stop for lunch? Give the ox a give beef a break? Oh, yeah. Maybe everyone could use a break and some water. Okay. I'll wave down. Um, I, don't, I don't know if the others can hear us because we're like on the cart. So I'm just going to kind of like wave them down and move. Is there like a spot on the side of the road where I can like pull the cart off? Yeah, there's fairly flat ground around here. looks like there's little streams here and there. Uh, you can find a nice place to kind of pull the cart off. doesn't look like it'd be too bad. Ground's pretty uh, resilient here. It's not very soft. So you're able to pull aside no problem. Uh, and you guys okay. can settle down next to a stream for a nice little lunch. Uh, the ox and the uh, other horse, the actual living horse. By the way, what did Repentance do with the second living horse that they purchased? <laughs> I'm going to say that I didn't buy a second living horse because I would have been aware that I had the spell. Okay. Unlike Matthew, who was like looking <laughs> idly at his, was like, I can do that. <laughs> so yeah, um, I would have just not bought the horse because uh, you know that would be dumb. <laughs> like he went to the horse thing, was about to buy a horse, and then remembered, wait a minute, and then he just called up a horse. It was like, okay, I need that one. And they were like, why? Where did that other horse come from? Like, never you mind. Lamentation of the enemy is not your concern. <sighs> That horse is made of stars. All right. Well, your horse made of stars just kind of like hangs out there stock still. I'm going to assume he doesn't need to eat. Nope. Uh, let's I actually turn and go. Let's let us. I don't even have to say this. I'll just think it. Let us be on guard. Uh, we will patrol. It just kind of nods at you. Starts. I, I, I say I will watch us. And then I start riding the horse in a big circle around where we've stopped. Kiska kind of watches him go and then chows down on some food. <laughs> So how long is it going to take us to get to where we're going? Did did she say? I think I think it was about a day. About a day? Are we going to need I, to camp overnight, or are Is, we, we Isra, find somebody there? Isra would probably know how far away this place is. She would know the area around the weirs. Yeah, it's about maybe a day, day and a half travel. It's not nothing too extreme. You might be able to make it before the the nightfall uh, hits. Otherwise, uh, you know, a, a brief night of camping wouldn't be too bad. We'll see how good you make your hand- animal handling check when you get back. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we see anybody else on the road or anything while we're going? Uh, you do see folks, looks like farmers maybe coming back to the, because it's, it's not necessarily a road, but it's a little bit more beaten than a path. Uh, so it's a little more, a little more full. You do see people like, like a back road. <laughs> yeah. You see people like taking uh, stuff towards, uh, the weirs, like whether it's crops or bundles of wood, uh, you stone, which you assume is from the foothills, making its way down towards uh, the town, possibly to be broken down or possibly for stonesmithing. You're not entirely sure. Uh, so but you make your you can definitely see normal average citizens. Uh, nobody looks heavily armed. Nobody looks like shifty black mages and cloaks or anything like that. It's. <laughs> Pretty standard stuff, what you would expect to see pretty normal. So far, it's been very uneventful, and you are starting to question why you were asked to come along. I mean, I I questioned that initially. It seemed a little weird. Yeah. All right. I'll play I'll play a little catch with Rika while we're here, because she always needs to burn off energy. Oh, yeah, and she is zipping around. Like it, For those of you at home, 
I want you to imagine baby dragons like kittens or cats that are have what we can affectionately be referred to as the zoomies, uh, <laughs> because that's basically what uh, what she's like. So she's just absolutely in her element here. Open skies. Uh, looks like plenty of things to run around in between um, and just kind of like zipping around, grabbing the ball, dropping it on you, trying to catch you on, off guard. <laughs> you guys spend maybe about an hour just kind of hanging out and then you can be back on your way. Nothing really eventful happens unless there's anything you want to do in your downtime here. No, not really. No. Okay. Let's get back in the cart and get going. All right. Fresh animal handling checks, please. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a nine. <laughs> That is enough. I gotta see that time. All right. Creel is not really having much of a problem. Uh, Blue seems to be responding fairly well to your commands. Uh, you know, moves along just fine. Uh, it's about maybe 10 minutes back on the road before you notice that Kiska and Isra and the cart are starting to fall behind. Uh, looks like Beef is starting to take his slow time, stopping occasionally, eating grass, and, uh, you know, Generally ignoring your commands when he feels like it. Beef, come on. Hungry. That's what that's what you were supposed to do. That's why we uh, stopped so you could eat. Still hungry. Technically speak with animals I know. only lasts this for ten fun. minutes. I'm aware. <laughs> just just check it in there, okay. Yep. Wouldn't Kiska cast it too? Yeah. Can, she can, has uh, animals as well. So but I can cast takes- enhanced ability to help her with um Handling animals. Sure. Sure. No, All right. I I can I can hmm. Alright. I don't can know I... what that is. Heal. Oh, it gives her a temp okay, so she now has eleven temporary hit points. And Whoa. what did I oops, I forget what it does. <laughs> and I bestow upon magic choose one of the following effects. Um oh, so you have now have advantage on what is that? Wisdom? I think it's wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, so you Animal have, handling is wisdom. It's yeah. wisdom, yeah. Yeah, now have advantage on wisdom check. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, should I roll again? Yeah, let's go ahead and roll again, please, with advantage. Can I assist by um, offering... She doesn't really need some... assist. She's already got the uh, advantage from the spell. As oh, as... my God. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh... but you can't do... You can't assist there's just no, advantage. There, advantage. There's no super advantage. Um... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was I was just saying, yeah, but she rolled uh, not well. It's definitely moving along, but you are absolutely not going to make it before nightfall. <laughs> Beef. I like okay. I, I ride past because I've been doing this thing where I ride past them, look up ahead, going back around and come back up. As I'm do- making a circuit, I, I get near Kisk and go, you should have named him something less savory. Not moving. Beef doesn't go places. <laughs> Beef stays on the plate unless a cat steals it and runs away with it, just for future reference. I think maybe name the next one, I don't know, Gotta Get There or something. Gotta go. Something. Do we have any red paint? (laughs) If Mitch was here, he would would probably suggest naming it Sonic. Um, I actually, my character does wear a red cloak, but I think, I don't know, did they charge like... No, no. It's an artist. Vehicles go faster when they're red. <laughs> oh, oh uh, I thought we were gonna do like you know, like a bull. No, no, no. I don't. I don't want to anger the animal. I just want it to go faster. If the cart's faster, it will go faster. We're gonna have to camp for the night, you guys. I'm sorry. Beef's just not having it. Well, I don't think that's your fault. Sometimes animals just don't do what you want them to do. Just like people. 
This is so funny too because I've got a plus five on it. Yeah, I know. It's really <laughs> and my rolls have been so crap. <laughs> Better to I get keep it out forgetting of the way. That now. I, I keep forgetting that I have guidance. All right. Well, uh, you make it to uh, evening time. You can find a uh, place not too far off the side of the road to camp. Uh, it'll probably take you another few hours in the morning, uh, come daylight time, to get to where you need to go. Not too bad. All right. So All right. You guys are going to set up camp, I assume? Yeah. My suggestion yeah. is that you guys rotate. Each of you take a shift. Uh, I will stay up for the first shift. I will go into my stasis thing in the second shift, and then I'll come back out of it for the third shift. So that way they'll always be around two people up. Okay. Uh, second shift, my stasis thing, I will immediately wake up if something happens. Uh but I will. I won't. I don't think I can actually know what's going on. Like I don't. I don't get to make checks. Correct. But I, if something happens, I will pop up. Correct. I'll go ahead and take first watch. I'm fine with that. It's probably better to have Isra do the second one then, because she tends to notice things. I yeah. don't have dark vision though. Well, I mean, you can so. you can set up lanterns and light. yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, too yeah. big of a deal. Still, I'm just okay. All right. Do you want me to take second then? Yeah, I, I don't oh, actually, I have dark vision. Do I? I do. actually. Reka has dark vision, so we can make this work. Okay, all right. I'll take first watch, you take second, and then Creo can take third. Sounds good. All right. Okay. You guys settle down for the evening. You set up your, your little bedrolls and, and tents if you have them, uh, and you start your watches. First shift, I'm going to need you to make a straight D20 roll, please. Uh, just a D20? Just a D20. Five. <laughs> all right, you have dark vision, you said, right? I do, yeah. 120 feet. Okay. So you're kind of keeping an eye out, kind of moving around the camp, uh, checking on beef, checking on blue, making sure things are, you know, pretty standard and, and quiet for the evening. When you are fairly confident, because I think your passive is high. Let's see. It's 15. Yeah. Uh, you're very confident that you saw movement uh, off to the east side of the camp. How far away? Maybe about 30 feet, just outside of the firelight reach. I mean, I'm up, but I, I don't know that I see this. So You do I'm not. I'm going to, going to um, get Repented's attention. There's something moving about 30 feet off that way. I uh, reach out to uh, Lamentation and tell him to circle around and come at that, to come from the behind that direction. So your just point of order, your steed is not a combative thing. It, well, is. it says I can fight when I'm on him. You you can fight when you're on it. It yeah, does not but fight. It, he doesn't have to fight. I just want him to be coming up behind the guy. Okay, it goes I off. Mean, if if he were a familiar, he could go. He could do this. He just couldn't fight. Right? It's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? It's not necessarily the same as a familiar. You can communicate with it, but it's meant as a means of conveyance, not not to fill yeah. the need, the role of a a. Um, it's basically like having a horse in Red Dead Redemption. You can summon it from wherever you need it to be, but it's still just a horse. So, but you can try to get it to move off. It'll, it'll move off into the night and, and kind of try to circle around it. Smart enough to try that. I mean, if it's not, if it's a problem, then it's not I, a problem. he doesn't have to do it. Uh, like I was basically just trying to have him come in that direction to possibly spook the thing towards us. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't want him to, if he gets attacked, that would not be what I would want. Okay. Uh, are you waking anybody else up? Not yet. Then I'm going to go ahead and need both of you to roll initiative, please. Oh, God. I like how you're trying to spook something towards the camp, but not waking up anyone yeah, who's I, sleeping. I wasn't going to say 20. anything. <laughs> 20, and I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to, like, 
break anybody's rest. It was like impolite. I figured we'd see what it is, but obviously it's something bad. Because, yeah, anyway, 20. 16. All right, and these things got a... Wow, minus two. All right, Kiska, you are up first. Uh, You are certain that whatever out there is still out there, but it hasn't quite made its way towards you yet. Okay, I'm going to like... Um, can I bonus action wake somebody up? You can use your action to wake somebody up, yep. I can use my action to wake somebody up. Mm-hmm. Can I use my bonus action to cast a cantrip? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so if it's a bonus action. I'm going to I'm going to wake up Isra. Okay. Hey, um get up Creo if you would. There's something out there. I don't know what it is, but I'm about to find out. And um bonus action going to cast dancing lights and send it out in that direction. Okay. It's got a range of 120 feet. Nah, not a problem. You'll be able to make it there. We'll describe what, what happens in a second. Uh, Isra, why don't you go ahead and make me an initiative roll so I can put you in the order, please? That's a 12. Okay. Still going before my creatures. All right. Uh, Kiska, as you move the dancing lights out there, you just see what looks like yellow slime and a lot of it. Ew. And it seems to be slowly undulating its way towards you. Repentance, you're up. Okay, um... Well, now you can see it. <laughs> are they within 60 feet of me? Absolutely. Um, do How many of them do I see? Uh, it's hard to tell. You can't tell if it's two, three, four. They sort of, like, ooze into each other and then kind of, like, repel away. It's kind of hard to tell. Okay, which one's closest? It doesn't really matter. I don't need to know. The one, Whichever one's closest, I'm going to channel divinity. Okay. Uh, I am abjuring it. It has to make a wisdom saving throw at DC 15. Uh, let's see here. Channel. Abjure enemy. Abjure. Uh, it does nothing. Does it stop moving? Nope. Does it slow down? Nope. Oh, boy. Okay. You can uh, you can feel that whatever you tried to do to it. Normally, you're used to being able to use your abjure enemy to like instill fear uh, into something. And you've, you've done it numerous times over the years. Uh, you can feel that it just fails to take hold. Well, that was my action, so... Any movement? Uh, no, but I'm going to put Hunter's Mark on it as a bonus action. All right, that's fine. Isra, you're up. Actually, no, I um, will move. Okay. I'm going to put myself... How far away from me is it? 30 feet from the camp, the edge of the camp. It hasn't been able to go yet since you guys... Uh, it's 30, so it's 30 feet from the edge of the camp. I am on the other side of the camp. How far away am I from it? Maybe 15 more feet from that, so 45 maybe at most. Okay, I'm going to move as close to it as I can get, which is going to be 15 feet away, and that's where I will be. Okay. Since I use my action, I can't do anything like holds, but I do. It's possible I could do something depending on what it does. Okie dokie. All right, Isra, you're up. Uh, I will wake up Creo. There's something out in the woods. Okay, sorry, I'm like stretching. Oh, what? My turn to guard, uh, take watch already? Okay. Uh, no, no, there's something in the woods that may be attacking us. It's a little vague. They just woke me up, too. And I will use my bonus action to tell Rika to uh, go and uh, head off and take a look at what this is. There are dancing lights up, so you can see it. Here. Yeah, she, uh, she'll do a, a flyby, uh, and we'll kind of, like, come back. Uh, jelly? Slimy? Don't know. Okay, and I'll I'll just tell uh, tell Creo it's something jelly-like and slimy, 
would I have encountered something like this in this in the woods before? Is that something I might be familiar with? Make me a knowledge nature check. And then while she's doing that, Creo, can you go ahead and make me a uh, initiative roll so I can add you to the, the order here? I got a six. Oh, you're actually going after these things. I'm so sorry. Uh, that would be a ten nature check, which is... The past two times I have rolled this die, it's landed on a seven both times. I think I need to switch. Probably a good idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have no idea. Okay. You've you've never heard of, of this thing before, so. All right. Uh, now it's going to be these things' turn. Um, they're going to come and start to move a little bit closer. Uh, you do notice that your spectral horse gets a little too close uh, and poofs as what looks like it gets covered in this slime, uh, and then it is just gone. And the rest of the wave of it moves to within about five feet of you, Repentance. Um, it's just outside of your normal reach. It's like one square away, uh, and you can see that there are definitely three distinct forms, uh, as gelatinous as they may be. Um, and it really does look really disconcerting. Uh, it looks like, for lack of a better term, if mucus was alive. It is, it is very disgusting. But they can only move 10 feet a turn, so they can't get to you yet. And it's going to go ahead and be Creo's turn after them. Creo. All right, so they're more than 30 feet away from me, right? Yeah, so they're, the camp. they're about 15 feet away from you. 15? Yeah, because Repentance moved up, got as close as he could to them. They closed the gap a little bit. So, yeah, 20, 15, 20 feet, somewhere in that range. All right, well, I guess we got to go with the sword, don't we? All right, so... I'm going to go walking up to the mucuses and try to cut one in half with my sword. Okay, go ahead and make me an attack roll, please. Ooh, uh, 14. That absolutely hits. Why don't you go okay. ahead and roll me some damage. And also, what type of damage is that, Luckblade? Is it at piercing or is that slashing? It is um, piercing. Very good. All right. And, I, oops, sorry. Can I have Rika use a reaction? You can. Uh, she has a thing called Infuse Strikes. When another creature within 30 feet of the drake that it can see hits a target with a weapon attack, the drake infuses the strike with its essence, causing it to take an extra 1d6. Go ahead and roll an additional d6 as emerald light uh, blazes upon your blade's, uh, blade's edge. That okay. is a three. And I'm also using my um, bardic inspiration, the defensive flourish. And that is a D8. So go for it. So total, I do two D8 plus. And that was an extra three psychic from me. Okay, so sixteen plus her three, nineteen. All right. You stab into the center, or you hope it's the center of whatever this gelatinous thing is, and you definitely make contact. And there is definitely some resistance. Uh, the best way that I can describe it is if you've ever opened up a jar of peanut butter. Yes, this is coming full circle to pre pre show chat uh, and like stuck a spoon in or a knife for the very first time. You got that like that sort of like oily resistance. It's like it's definitely solid, but it's not quite fully solid. It has just enough give to it. That's what it feels like. Uh, and then it as you pull your blade back, black yeah, blade back and the ooziness sort of. Uh, falls from it, you can see a little bit of sizzle on your blade. Now, thankfully, you have a magic weapon, uh, and it seems to be fine, uh, but it's definitely some very nasty stuff inside of this thing. And then you're sure there was one just a moment ago, but now it looks like there's two right where you stabbed? Oh, no. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> oh, so I kind of cringe as I realize that I'm making it multiply or cut it in half and it spawned into like the new one. It is noticeably smaller. Own. They are noticeably smaller than their whole, almost as if it perfectly half the mass of the original uh, entity. All right. But that's going to take, unless there's any bonus actions that you're going to take. Uh, no, that was it for me. All right. This is going to take us back to the top of the order. Kiska, you're up. Okay. So how far away is it from everybody? It is within five feet of, or five feet away from Repentance. Creo is on top of at least, well, now two of them. Uh, and you're, you and Isra are probably about 20 feet away from where they are. Hey, Creo, how's your dex? My dex is pretty good. Okay. Hey, Repentance, how's your dex? <laughs> Not good. I have a spell I could use, but it would harm you guys too. Well, you got to make a dex saving throw. Uh, I have a plus one on my dex save. I mean, aren't both Creo and I within 20? Yes. Yeah. Well, so. it's a 20-foot cube is the thing. So what I'm wondering is, can I position it so that it like hits the goo without hitting other... I would say that you can do that. Yeah, I would say you can. you could go ahead and do that. Okay, so I'm going to cast Erupting Earth. Okay. And they have to make a dex saving throw. Uh, 13, they have to be a 13, or they take half damage. All right. And did we say that I'm... Within that, since I'm standing right there. No, I positioned it. She's so positioned it uh, in, okay. in a way that you can't be hit. All right, so two of them succeed, two of them fail. Okay. So roll me some damage, please. So that's 23 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then half that for the ones that succeeded. Okay, so the two that were on Creo just vaporize. Um, the earth sort of like disrupts, and as pieces of the uh, dirt and rock sort of like plow through it you see it just sort of can't hold itself together anymore neither of them can and they fall away uh the okay. other two however take the 20 they take half damage uh and like before you see they split so now okay they are, they are on they are on difficult terrain they yeah. sure are any moves or, or bonus actions um how far away am i from it right now about 20 feet i think i'll stay where i'm at um, okay. And just, you know, keep the dancing lights going. We're good to go. Okay. Can you keep dancing lights going while you've cast another spell? Uh, dancing lights, I think, are as concentration as long as you do, don't do another concentration spell. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't done another concentration spell. Uh, right. It's up to one minute. Yeah. Okay, uh, question. Answers. I saw him stab it, and it split into two. Yes. But I also saw her do what she did, and it still split into two. It absolutely split into two, yes, with both. So it both doesn't seem like it matters what kind of damage it is. They just split into two, no matter what. Uh, from what you what you have seen, that would track. All right, then I'm going to move up to one of the new ones. I am going to... Can I get flanking with Creo, or is that not doable? Sure. Okay, then I will move up on Creo and swing at one of them. Uh, two natural 20s. Okay. I'm not kidding. Two That's natural fine. 20s. No, I, I want people to hear that. Two natural 20s. That is awesome. Um, so, okay. Uh, so that's 2d12. Wait, this doubles all my dice? It doubles your attack dice and not anything bonus like magic dice or anything like that, I believe. Well, no, I'm pretty sure that it does will smite damage. Uh, let's see. Interest, uh, from what I understand, by like yep. current yep. rules, it sure does all dice. But in the new, like, D&D one unearthed arcana rules, it looks like they're trying to change it to only be the weapon damage. Yeah, which is what it used to be. It is all dice right now. Alrighty then. So this this axe does 1d6 
uh, thunder and 1d6 fire in addition to its normal damage. Um, so that's 4d6, 2d12. And this is and slashing then, damage, right? The, no, not all of it. Uh, the, the axe is slashing damage. I need, uh, I'm going to need you to separate them for me. That's fine. I can do that. But the uh, 2d8 is going to be radiant, and that's 48 because I'm smiting. So that's 48 radiant. I'll put that over here. So, oh, don't drop off the table. Ah, I'll roll a new one. Okay, uh, 9 plus 2 is 11 plus 8 slashing. Okay. So 11 plus 8, so 19 slashing. Okay. 5, 10, 16, 20 points of, no, sorry, 10 points of thunder and 10 points of fire damage each. Okay. 8, 6, 20 points radiant damage. Okay. You completely vaporize one. You do notice that your axe, as you felt it take purchase, didn't seem to do anything to it. It seemed like it didn't care about that. It did, however, care about the radiant and the fire damage that you did to it. Not thunder damage either? It did not seem to care about the thunder damage at all. Okay. Uh, there's That one went down, so there's another one next to it? There's another one next to it. Okay, second attack. 11 plus, I'm sorry, I just did that whole thing and didn't. you didn't hear any of it. Uh, 11, so it was 21 as a, a 22. 22 to hit. Hits. Okay, uh, it's still the axe, so I'm just ignoring that, but I'm going to smite him because I have the spell slots for it. Okay. It's non-crit this time, so but it's 16 radiant damage. Oof, two fire damage. Okay, so that's 18 total? Yes. All right, you nail this thing, and uh, again, the blow from the actual axe blade itself doesn't seem to do anything. Definitely seems to care about the radiant and the fire damage. However, it was not enough to kill it, and as this thing sort of bubbles and, and masses around it, uh, it splits again. Oh, wait, wait, I forgot my, my hunter's mark. Oh! I have hunter's mark on this thing. Okay. So, well, I don't remember how much damage hunter's mark does. Um, give me a sec, I have to look it up. Never you see this is it's I've one, never played a paladin. One d six. Okay, what kind of damage is it? It's like I have to look up the spell. Otherwise, sorry. I, like I said, don't play paladins. Uh, actually, I mean, it should be on your character sheet. It just says weapon damage. Oh, it just it doesn't say weapon damage. It just says you deal an extra one d six damage. Yep. It doesn't even say weapon. Whenever damage. you hit it with a weapon attack. Oh, yeah. So nothing. It does nothing. All right. It split again. It split again. It is considerably smaller. Uh, but you had three. Now you have four again. Ugh. Bonus actions from repentance. Uh, no, I'm holding on to them in case it does something. All right, Isra, you're up. I'm gonna. I'm. Go- I want to move and kind of circle around it, kind of out. Like I don't want to get any closer, but I kind of want to circle around and get a different vantage point and make sure there's nothing else coming up behind us. And then I'm gonna throw an arrow at it. All right, go right ahead. Can I suggest throw you an arrow? Bow? Yeah, yeah, throw an arrow. <laughs> With my bow, just you know, uh, that is a level <laughs> um, uh, twenty-two to hit. Absolutely hits. Uh, that's six damage from yeah, six piercing damage, and then I do another uh, five psychic damage from the bow's special effect. Okay, one of them, uh, the smaller ones, just completely. You you do hit it. It does seem to affect it. 
uh, and the psychic damage seems to put it over the top as this thing dissolves into uh, inert goo. And uh, there's still another one up there? There's three more still alive. One one small, uh, two not quite medium. Uh, I'll go for the small one okay. and hit with my second attack. Uh, that's not good. What'd you get? 13. It hits. Okay, then that is uh, 11 piercing. And then six uh, psychic. All right. This one also moves into inert goo as you skewer it uh, with another arrow. And uh, then I'm going to use bonus action to tell Rika to bite it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, But I rolled a three on that. That's like a nine to hit. It hits. Oh, does it? Okay. Then she does one D6. Uh, four, hang on, hang on. 1d6 plus proficiency bonus. That's four, five, six, seven. Seven points of, uh, I believe that's piercing damage. Okay. Uh, and she is going to take four points of acid damage. Oh, no! As she bites Yeah, I, I into, was going to say something. Uh, as she bites into one of these and then causes it to split as well. Oh, oh, Rika. Ow, 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 why, why, why? <laughs> and she, like, comes back to you and, like, mouth hurt, hurt, hurt. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. All right. <laughs> Any other bonus actions? No, that's it. Wait a minute. That's all I got. That didn't count as an attack, did it? No, it's not an attack. Okay. All right. Uh, these three are going to take swings at, uh, or they're going to move forward and try to uh, do oozy things to you. Uh, one is going to go after... Uh, Creo, two of them are going to go after uh, Repentance. The one that attacks Creo, I attack before it can hit him. Okay, go ahead. Can I use my mace? Uh, You'd have to switch weapons. It's a bonus action, right, or a reaction? This is a reaction, yes. So it's out of your turn sequence, so no. Okay. Can I use a bonus action to switch weapons? Because I saved my bonus action. That's not how that works. Okay, then uh, I'm not going to bother since I won't do any damage. Well, your axe still does fire damage, right? It will not do enough to kill any of these. It's not worth wasting the time. Okay. I'm not going to do it. Well, it's going to miss Creo anyway. It rolled a four. And the two on Repentance, one got a natural 20, and the other one's going to miss. I'm going to, like, that one that's critting, I'm going to, like, call it out with silvery barbs and make it re-roll. And uh, I don't know what kind of barbs, like, yo, Taffy, uh... What do you think you're doing? Kind of distract it so it has to go again. And then. What kind of effect is this? This is important. Oh, what kind of effect? Is it a spell? Is it just a spell? Is it a blind, charm, deafen? It's a first level enchantment. Doesn't doesn't say anything about that? Okay, that's fine. Uh, A reaction creature you can see within 60 feet of yourself succeeds on an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw. And then they have to. uh, you magically distract the triggering creature and turn its momentary uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. The triggering creature must re-roll the d20 and use the lower roll. Okay, re-rolling. And then uh, I choose a different creature. Um, that chosen creature has advantage on the next attack roll. So with that, I will uh, use, or I'll give that to Repentant. Okay. Uh, Repentance, what is your AC? 23. Uh, It misses. All right. Well, that's all they can do. That moves on to Creo. Cards are so good. Okay. And um, 
Silver Barbs yeah. is a crazy spell. It's it's good. It is. Mm-hmm. I know they're they're gone. I I'm surprised they haven't nerfed it or something, especially for a first level. All right, then I guess whichever one is closest, I'll try dipping my sword into it and hope that I don't cut it in half again. Okay. So here we go. Uh, that's a thirteen. That hits. Okay, and then I will use my slashing flourish again to use the bardic inspiration to make it two d eight plus six. Wow, two d eight. I rolled a three. So plus six is a total, nine. Yeah, so it's a total of nine piercing. Uh, it is barely maintaining cohesive form, but it is not splitting. Okay, well that's better than than multiplying it. Any and any bonus actions? How hurt does um, our little dragon friend look? Uh, she's uh, she has thirty hit points, and that just ate four, so that's not bad. Oh. She's she's okay. okay. Um, can I jump in with the reaction using fuse strikes again? Sure. To boost Creo's attack, and I just rolled a five. That would be five extra psychic damage. Well, that's enough to dissipate what was remaining of that one. Yeah. All right. Good, good job, Rika. Any bonus actions or uh, anything from Creo? Yeah. Uh, my only bonus action is to heal, and no one seems hurt enough to heal them up, so that's it for me. Okay, Kiska, you're up. Cool. How close are they to each other? Uh, they're pretty much right on top of each other. All right, um, I'm going to hit it with Wither and Bloom. Um, ten foot radius. Okay, that'll be... So, will that hit all of them? That will hit both of them, yep. Okay, so they need to make a constitution saving throw and beat a 13, or they take half damage. Uh, they both succeed. Oh, that was really good, too. So it was 17 necrotic damage, so it's half that. All right, so one is barely holding on, and the other one winds up splitting. It splits again? You had one medium-ish, one left, and that was it. Okay. Um, and then, let's see. So now there's three of them? In- there are three of them. One barely yeah, looks like small. it's hanging. One looks like it's barely hanging on. Uh, they're all small now. Okay. Um, and then who is in that area? Uh, that would be Creo and Repentance. Does Does Rika have hit dice? Uh, you mean like as far as like recovering hit points? Yeah. I mean, she'll be fine no, after she a, does not. She'll be fine after a long rest. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, um, uh, did anybody else has anybody else taken any damage? I don't think so. No. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, then it, we won't worry about the bloom part of it then. Um, and then let's see here. That's it for me. Okay. Repentance, you're up. All right. Um, it's taking piercing damage normally, right? It is. It didn't take anything from slashing. Correct. Did it take bludgeoning damage? Uh, yes. It did from the ground. Yep. Then I'm going to switch to my hammer. Okay. I have advantage from the spell he cast. Is mm-hmm. that correct? That is correct. Yep. All right. Oh, okay. Natural one and a twenty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, your um, minimum your minimum damage is going to vaporize one. Okay. I'll um, hit the, the the one that was big, the medium sized one. I'll hit. Okay. So there is the two. There's one barely hanging on, small one left, and one that looks like it is, you know. Healthy is a weird term to use for it, but yeah, I'll go for the smaller. I'll go for the smaller one. They're both the same Uh, size. I just well, I'll go for the one that looks like it's messed up. I I don't know how I know which one that is, but I'm assuming that that was the advantage just used up. Uh, yeah, because it is one attack, correct, Creo? Yeah, Yeah, just one. 
That's fine. Oh, it's not a one. It is a three. Um, Plus. 13. Hits. Wow. Okay. Can I miss this thing if I roll like as long as, it, you know, we don't do critical fumbles on attacks. Can I miss this? I mean, if you roll 11. a one, it will miss. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, 2d6 plus 7. Oh, okay. Uh, snake eyes. 2 plus 7 is 9. Do I think nine is going to be enough? It, it you vaporize the one that that was uh, it was on death's door. So there's okay. one very small one left. All right, uh, I will attempt to move to put myself in its path. So if it's trying to get anywhere, we'll try. Oh, it will have to move away from me. Yeah, it has no intention on going anywhere. It looks like it's going to try to do whatever it's going to try to do to you. Um, so th- if you have nothing else on your bonus actions, it'll move to Isra. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. Isra. I'm going to go with my bow again. Uh, that's bad. That's a 10 to hit. That uh, still hits. Jeez. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, geez, they, well, they aren't so. wearing armor. Um, that's eight piercing plus five psychic. And that is enough to dissolve the last of them. Okay. So as everything settles down, uh, Beef and Blue didn't really seem to pay any attention to anything that just happened. <laughs> um, Risa is still kind of pawing at her mouth, uh, but these things have been dispatched. Uh, I reach over and lay hands on. I, um, well, I was about to cast Cure Wounds on her. Yeah, I can just I can I just heal. I have twenty five hit points okay. for long rest. I can just heal. So I'll re- restore however much she needs. Just it, four. It was only four. Uh, Maybe. Yep, she's fine. She's she's still complaining about how it tastes like ash and and icky. Well, well, now we know not to bite things like that in the future. Never again. No. Okay. Yeah, we're not gonna bite them. And she like makes like you think she's trying to make spitting sounds, but she doesn't have lips. <laughs> so it's just kind of like a cat trying to hack up a hairball. It's like ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll give her some jerky or whatever I have for rations. Yeah, I hand her a worthless. <laughs> she she ignores the worthers and goes for the jerky because she's a dragon. Um, yeah, so that she's fine. She's absolutely fine. Um, as you go to like retrieve your arrows, you notice that they have been completely chewed through. They're not salvageable. Um, it looks like they whatever these things were made made of was absolutely caustic. The ground where their bodies question mark would have have fallen is all sort of like black and pitted. Uh, and scorched as if somebody just dumped acid onto the ground uh, and it had a, a foaming reaction. Uh, and you can see that it's starting to further dissipate. Uh, there's little wisps of like steam or smoke, uh, and then it is eventually still and there's no more remnants of them. Uh, you do find a couple like pieces of metal left behind. Uh, looks like maybe a gemstone ring that they didn't dissolve. Wow. Uh Maybe maybe worth something, you're not sure. Uh, and then there is definitely what looks like a bag of very small bones with runes carved upon them. Did my mall survive that? Yes, your mall survived. It's pitted. It looks like it definitely took some damage, some surface area damage from hitting it, but nothing that made it structurally unsound. Okay. Well, I will grab the loot, but I also want to make kind of a, a wide loop around the camp and keep an eye, see if there's anything there, any sign there's more of these things. Sure, you make a loop around. Make me a perception check, please, or a survival check. Uh, 16 plus 8. 
Uh, which one were you rolling? Perception or survival? Uh, perception. Okay. Uh, you don't see any more of them. Uh, you know what you're looking for now. You actually see the trail that they made through the low grass. Uh, and it mm-hmm. looks very much like that scorched earth. Uh, like whatever they came in contact with, they slowly dissolved and left behind sort of a charred, ma- uh, charred mess of ash and like mm-hmm. deconstructed biomass would be the best way to put it. Uh, congratulations, you have survived your first encounter with an ochre jellies. Oh, that's what that was. Ew. Very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Well, I will... I mean, it wasn't a cube, but <laughs> it was still gross. I'll return to the party and show them the ring I found and the bag of bones. They seem to dissolve everything they touch, but they did not dissolve these. That's weird with the bag of bones. Can I look at that? Absolutely. Yeah. Can I tell what it is? Uh, well, you can go ahead and make me an arcana check. While they're doing that, I'm going to divine Guidance. Sense. Guidance. <laughs> Guidance what? Gives me advantage? Uh, you get an extra d4 you can add to oh, evil. Oh, okay. I'm just Good. making sure that there's no fiends. Hey, natural 20! Within 60 feet while they're doing this. Yep, uh, nothing pings. You're good. Uh, natural 20. This is essentially a diviner's rune kit. Uh, okay. So basically, if you are skilled in this... You can actually, and, and you have sort of an arcane or some form of, of magic background, you can use it to ask one question per day and throw the runes. If you succeed on an arcana check, you get uh, a yes or no answer basically back, or yes, no, or maybe. Uh, so it essentially gives you uh, access to basically asking a divination once per day. The magic meatball. <laughs> yep. More or less. Uh, but you can only do it once per day, and it refreshes at sunrise. Kiska explains this to everybody. Does anybody specialize in arcane magic? I I look at you like quite a long time and go, no. I have I proficiency in it, in arcana. Then maybe you should take these, because I do not. I mean, maybe Joe could tell us what classes can use it. <laughs> uh, basic, yeah. Basically, anybody who has access to any sort of magic can theoretically oh. use it. It's not, it's not class specific. Okay, well then, technically, all of us have some magic. Mm-hmm. If Creo's got like is is proficient in Arcana, Arcana though, yeah, probably the best person to use it. Probably the best person to use it. The only other, the only other person that you could think of would possibly be Delver, um, simply because he yeah. is also proficient in Arcana. Yeah, but he's not here right now. Correct. We'll give it to Creo. Here you go. Have some runes. Yeah. He will never know that he missed out on this. He'll know. He, <laughs> he knows what I see. Oh. <laughs> Believe me, it's annoying at times, but regardless, he knows what I see, so he will know that you have it. I don't see that that is a real problem. If he really wants it, he can bring it up with you. What's that ring look like? So, as you take a closer look at it, uh, it looks like it is made out of gold, uh, and it looks like it has a couple of runes finely laid into it, uh, or, and looks like they are made out of some sort of gemstone, possibly diamond, possibly um, a you know, a, a very lightish quartz, uh, and they are all shaped in what look like little tiny kite shields. We should hang on to this and give it to somebody who can figure out what it is. It must be magic, because if if the goo couldn't dissolve it, it has to be something. It's got to have some kind of quality to it. So let's hang on to it, and if we can find somebody that can identify this sort of stuff, we'll ask them. All right. Uh, technically, if if Creo can't do it. Uh, tomorrow I can cast Detect Magic. Detect, I take rest. Well, don't forget, Detect Magic is not Identify. No, I know. Yeah. 
I, but I could tell you if it's magic. That's all I could do. I, I don't have identify. It's not a spell I know. Oh, well, Kiska looks at it, crosses her eyes, and casts detect magic. <laughs> not close. Absolutely. She has it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. It's magic. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have to prepare it then. Cool. Delver is Delver has been pretty quiet, and he will uh, kind of just kind of pops into your head. Uh, so you're gonna go ahead and just kind of relinquish control of your hand real quick. I take off my gauntlet. Okay. Uh, just kind of move it over the ring, please. I do that. All right. Uh, you see, you've seen this before. You've seen uh, occasionally when repentance is inside and Delver's driving. Uh, occasionally, one's aspect will overtake the other if they're doing something. Uh, and in this particular instance, you see a very similar sight. Uh, repentance's hand uh, ungauntlets his hand, ungloves his hand, holds it over the ring, and you see it start to morph a little bit, sort of like fall in on itself, become a little more slender, a little more agile. Uh, start to take on the shape and, and demeanor of one of Delver's hands as it glows uh, a very light pale blue, and you see the eyes of Repentance glow that same blue as Delver casts the Identify spell for you. Neat. Oh, interesting. Uh, you, you can have your hand back now. Um, it's a ring of shielding. Uh, it will make somebody immune to, well, magic missiles or force damage. I express that. In fact, I I open my mouth and I say it in the exact cadence and tone of Delver's voice. It's like a recording. Huh. Oh. That's kind of neat. Uh, I apologize. Not completely immune to force damage, just magic missiles. And I say that part. Is that something you could use? Who, me? Yeah. Um, I would sooner see it around somebody who's a little less stocky. Okay. Well, I mean... We can keep I'm, it for Delver if you want to give it to him. Let's keep oh. it for Delver, because, like, I stay at range, and so does Isra, so we aren't ever up in melee. Yeah, but magic missiles Oh, magic missiles spell. is... That's right. How squishy are you, Isra? Um, well, doesn't magic missile guarantee it? It, it guarantees, guarantees hit. hit. Yeah, so, yeah, so it doesn't the... matter how squishy anyone is. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's... Squ- when I say squishy, squishy I mean, how many hit points do you have? <laughs> Yeah, I have sixty-five hit points. I have forty-four. I've got thirty-three. I think there you go. I think Kiska is the squishiest. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. Unless you want it, Creo. I actually have a brooch that makes me immune to magic missiles already. So. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll take the thing. You gotta love random random What's charts for generating again? magic. It's just a ring we'll of eventually shielding. All, we'll ring eventually shield. all okay. have the ability to just ignore magic missiles, and it'll <laughs> almost never come up until one one villain. Like the magic missileer, he just took that spell and he just upcasts it. He's like, "Here's a ninth level magic missile." Nothing. Listen, <laughs> I, I can't take it, it. Literally, I just rolled on a chart, and that's what no, it came. I, <laughs> I like it. I think it's great. I don't have ring of shielding in. My I think you can I just think put just a, use, You can just put a use brooch, the brooch of shielding. Of shielding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Griffin's saddlebag is a wonderful and terrible thing. Um. All right. Anything else that you're doing before you maintain? Go back to your watches and call it call it a night. Well, second watch is my uh, is the one where I take stasis, so I'll be doing that. Uh, so yeah, Isra will set up for her watch and have Rika keeping an eye on things with her, okay. doing occasional flyovers the camp. Kiss is going to go into meditation mode. All right. The rest of the watches go without any incident. Uh, evening fades into the. Uh, pinkish and, and purplish tones of the morning sunrise. 
uh, and eventually morning is here and nothing else has happened to you. You may begin your journey anew. You're like you said, you're maybe two, three hours away of more travel from uh, the town. Okay, fine, Steed. Lament- Lamentation comes out. I hop up. Guska's going to get everything ready and get beef ready and pat beef on the haunches and tell him, okay, we got to go today. We got to just make some <laughs> an animal no, handling check, really. please. <laughs> guidance. If I know she's doing this, I'll use guidance. Natural 20. <laughs> 25. Oh, <laughs> you're 1d4. Let's see just how good you are at motivating him. 28. Yeah. <laughs> very, That's a really good very motivational good. speech. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can hit the road, and this time it does only take the couple of hours. Uh, blue is <laughs> blue is fairly well domesticated. Uh, the DC for handling blue is like 10. It's really not that hard. Um, okay, I got a 13. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> Uh, the uh, beef, on the other hand, is an ox, and he understands he is larger than most things and can do whatever the heck he <laughs> wants, and so occasionally just does whatever the heck he wants. Uh, but this time he listens. You Not were nice. Today. You were you were nice to him. He moves forward. <laughs> Uh, and you make it through the rest of the way uh, up the road, not too, f- it doesn't take too long. Like I said, a couple hours uh, in the early morning sun, and you make it before uh, lunchtime to w- what looks like an attempt at a farmland in the foothills of the mountains here. Uh, it The town itself is not very large, uh, maybe a smallish community, maybe a dozen or so homes, looks like maybe a couple common buildings. Uh, definitely some storage, uh, like farmstead, like barns, maybe a, a grain silo. Uh, but it does look like they've had a l- pretty hard run of it. Uh, and as you look around, you can see why the land is pretty dry here. And you can see, but they're still working. They're they're chugging them uh, buckets of water and uh, up from the the down the streams that are further down south. Uh, a couple of them look like they're coming down from the mountains. Uh, and they're trying their best to get it going. Uh, and they do notice that you are pulling up, and it just looks like normal normal farmer folk. Do you look for anybody in particular? You weren't given any names, by the way. I was going to say, <laughs> were we told to meet somebody? Or? Nope. That's, that's interesting that we were given this really expensive magical thing and then just told, hey, go this way. Give it to somebody, I guess. You, were, you never asked. And Sticky Fingers didn't uh. even think. I'm going to like look around. Does it look to be anybody who might be like a, I don't know, a guard or a leader or anything? Oh, there's a, there's a, like I said, the common buildings might, might be where you uh, can go ahead and find somebody there. Yeah. Lamentation and I are going to head over that way. I'll turn back to everybody. I'm going to go see if I can find some leader of some sort. Um, okay. I, I will stick with the cart and just keep an eye Same. on it. All right. Uh, Creole, what are you doing? I guess I'll go with uh, repentance to, Ask around then, since the two of them are with the cart. Okay. Uh, so you can go ahead and head into the common area, and it looks like there's a spot where you can see very clearly that this is going to slot into. It's at the center of town. It looks like there's a bunch of uh, pipes or or waterways that come out of like what looks like a large fountain area in the middle of it uh, and heads off towards the various farmlands. You could assume that there's some form of tunnel system or something uh, and as you walk past, you go up uh, what looks like a modest set of stairs into a stone building, uh, and it looks like a clerk's office. It's a single room uh, affair. It looks like it's very simple furniture. There's a large oak desk uh, towards the back of the room. Looks like some modest seating around, uh, and there is an older woman 
uh, with gray hair pulled up into a bun, uh, wearing a pair of glasses, going through paperwork, uh, sitting at that desk. Uh, looks like she is signing a few things. She sees you uh, come in. Oh, hello. Can I help you? Uh, greetings. I take my helmet off and do like the kind of courtly bow that a paladin would do. I, my name is Repentance's opportune hand. This is Kreathaj. We are come from the Weirs with a delivery for this township. Are you in the person in charge? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Uh, Please meet you. I'm, uh, I'm Temperance, Temperance Castro. Temperance. Uh, if you could come with us or have someone come out, the, uh, item in question is a statue of some sort that produces water. Is it water? Oh, yes. We've been waiting for that. Uh, I assume that uh, you uh, are here from Sticky Fingers then. That is correct. Excellent. And she gets up and uh, she's wearing a, a pretty fancy dress for what you consider in this area. It's not like big city fancy, but it's like very clean, very proper, high collar uh, dress. Uh, shorter sleeves. So, you know, definitely she can get her hands dirty. Uh, she, you know, smooths out her dress and moves forward. Uh, there's a bell at the front of the, the building as you walk out uh, and she dings it a couple times and a couple of the hands come in from the field uh, and she directs them to follow you to the cart. Oh, I'll head to the cart then. Okay. Uh, and I assume you're going to unveil you, you uh, and everybody else sees this as repentance comes with this, this older woman, uh, repentance and Creole come back with her. Uh, do you unveil? I the make statue? introductions. Well, first I make introductions. Isra Kiski, this is uh, Temperance. She is the leader of this township, apparently. Oh, hello. Uh, le- leader is a strong word. I just try to keep, uh, well, try to keep things afloat, as it were. Speaking well, of maybe afloat, this will help. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, and she kind of like walks over to the cart and, uh, may I? Of course. And she pulls the uh, sheet off of it uh, after undoing it. Uh, marvelous, marvelous, marvelous. Um, gentlemen, can you please... Uh, drag this to its spot and you see a couple of the larger guys will will try to wrestle it out and let's see if they have any trouble uh, they struggle a little bit with it but it doesn't look like they're going to drop it uh they they get it over and they put it into its spot and she um well is there an some form of activation thing a crystal a, a rod something that we should know did he tell us that i'm sure he did she did but i don't remember sticky fingers did in fact and the uh, secret magic word is geyser. Kiska goes over. Is it in the right spot now? Yeah, it looks like it's slotted in. She kind of looks at it and says, geyser. And it starts burbling away almost instantaneously. Water starts flowing from all of the fish heads of the statue. Uh, it starts moving from it into the fountain, from the fountain through those gateways and, and waterways that very clearly look like they were carved into uh, the stone, seem to disappear under the flagstaff. Uh, the flagstones of the the area and head off towards their respective areas. Magic! So she goes over and tells Temperance, like, quietly. So, like, not everybody has the secret word. (laughs) I I think that shouldn't be much of a problem, but thank you very, very much. Um, This is wonderful. This is very, very good news. I think this might be cause for a celebration. Please, you'll stay for the day, yes? I mean, I don't think we have anything else to do. Well, we can't make it back the weirs tonight anyway yeah and isra you are getting a little bit of a homesick pang while you're here because this is mm. literally at the foot of the mountains and as you look up like you could see the peaks that you know in your time dragons dotted 
uh, and your people mm. lived among them, you can you almost feel the pull of it towards you. Uh, but yeah, they they're gonna finish unloading the cart. They take the supplies, uh, the all of the the metalworking bits that were were on there, and they start passing them out. The the town square bell rings to to bring in all the farmers and people so that they can uh, come in and get what they need from it. Uh, some people are just jumping right in the fountain. Uh, they are absolutely ecstatic to have essentially running water. Uh, and they will kind of just let you have the run of the place. Uh, please just make yourselves at home. Uh, we don't do have any special have plan. You guys have an inn? Um, the closest thing we have, well, we do have a tavern and a, a public house. And it points over to one of the only two-story buildings on the other side. Uh, it's not quite gigantic, but it should do the trick. We don't get much visitors yet. It's probably better than sleeping on the ground. Uh, probably by a mile, yes. So I'm going to do my paperwork. Please make yourselves at home. Um, anything you want is uh, on the town itself. Uh, so your rooms, we'll comp them. Your food, don't worry about it. We got you covered on that one as a way of saying thank you. Well, thanks. All right. Kiska, when tem- has Temperance gone off to go do her paperwork? Oh, yeah. Kiska kind of like gestures to the others to kind of pull them in a little bit. This was really easy. Well, you never know what might happen in the woods, so perhaps it was just a wise precaution. Detect evil. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You get some. You you maybe get the feeling of some ill-placed ambition, but nothing evil. I was kidding. It detects (laughs) detects fiends and celestials and stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't just. The whole town is fiends. But it's just it's just a paladin thing. But it was funny. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I feel like this was way too easy. She is correct. It's always too easy. We should be prepared for some kind of attack or ambush or betrayal. Perhaps they wish to sacrifice us to a dark god, or there might be something evil living underneath the ground. You can never tell. I do think that's maybe a bit extreme for a small farming village like this one, but it never hurts to keep one's guard up. I've heard tales of corn children. I don't know what they are, but they're probably really bad. (laughs) Uh, well, nothing of that nature seems to present itself. It just looks like a town that, uh, for whatever reason, and you're still not sure why they decided to settle in this area. Because as you look around, it is very dry and very dusty and does not seem like it is placed very well. Um, it's not on any major trade routes. It doesn't look like it's on any paths that lead directly Maybe through the land mountains. was cheap. We don't know. It, it's just, it is odd to your sensibilities. You've been around long enough to to kind of not understand how, why they would choose this. How, how far are we from the board that statue? How far are we from the base of the mountain? Uh, you're like, like, almost like right up against it. Like they could build really? into the mountains uh, if they really the foothills of the mountains if they really wanted to. Okay, I mean, if they're at the base of the mountain, I would think they would get like run off from the snow at least seasonally. Um. And it is very like the height of summer, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll carry on your conversation. How did they afford that statue? This place doesn't look like it's wealthy. Something like that had to cost a lot. What did they pay for it? How did they pay for it? I mean, if you you (laughs) scrimp and save enough. For those of you at home, if in case you missed it, Matt, Matt, as repentance, uh, said blood was the payment. Just going to throw that out there. I'm just... I'm confused, I guess. Look, the second anyone expresses any form of suspicion or cynicism <laughs> about anything, I am with you. I, it's yeah. not cynicism. It, it's just 
it seems like it's odd that she would send us on a mission like this when the only thing we ran into was some goo. I mean, they did say we were there. We were told specifically that there were no specific dangers expected, but just to keep it safe in case of trouble, which makes sense for such a crucial item. This will change the town. This will make everyone's life here significantly better, wildly better. You'd want to keep that safe. How did they afford it? And you'll hear hear the voice in your head repentance of Delver saying, maybe somebody should just ask. That seems ridiculous. We've just asked them. (laughs) Does this place have a museum or a library? I say that out loud. You guys guys don't have that history. Yeah, you guys don't hear Delver talk to me, but you hear me go, that's insane. Why would we (laughs) ask them? The uh, bard would like us to go and simply ask them. That's a good idea, actually. Isra isn't really invested in this conversation. She's thinking of Kiska's home and thinking. Go find Temperance. <laughs> I mean, it's easy enough. Temperance is in her office. Hey, how's oh, it going? Uh, it's it's going much better now. I was just wondering. Sticky fingers doesn't do stuff for like free. Oh, oh, gods, no, not even close to free. Well, how how did you guys? What what'd you do to get the fountain? Um. Well. She kind of like motions for you to come closer. Kiska comes closer. Uh, we may or may not have given Sticky Fingers a ten percent stake in the town. Oh, so ten percent of all profits from anything we grow. Uh, and goes now you're going to grow fingers. stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, why just settle here where it's all dry? I and she kind of like leans back a little bit. When I was a little girl. I used to hear stories of the wonderful creatures, uh, beings, humanoids that lived in the mountains that shared their wisdom with those that would talk with them. Uh, the dragons that used to call these pl- this range home. Um, it's always been a place that I've been drawn to ever since hearing mm. those stories. I thought maybe having something here with some form of civilization would... Maybe inspire people to come back up here. Maybe give us an opportunity to see what is actually in these mountains. Maybe in a small way, maybe we could resurrect the memory of some of those people. Nobody's been up there for for ages, but there's no reason to come out this way. So maybe if we give them a reason for people to come and visit, maybe they would. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. And what that you reason guys- is Kuthan the Tentacled. <laughs> <laughs> what are you planning on growing? Um, well, mostly pumpkins. Kuthan the Tentacled. <laughs> mostly Marijuana. pumpkins, because it always comes to pumpkins. Um, there's, they're very hardy, so a lot of root vegetables. Um, and honestly, surprisingly enough, because of how this area is come the fall, it doesn't get too cold here. The, the mountain actually acts as a natural barrier. If we get irrigation up and running properly, we might actually be able to do vineyards. Ooh. But we have to get everything rolling first. That would also be where the 10% would really come in handy, huh? More or less. Uh, Sticky Fingers fingers saw the opportunity there. Okay. But I'm not going to complain. Honestly, we couldn't have afforded that fixture otherwise. So it's... How long have you guys been here? Maybe a year at most that long uh, it sounds longer than it is most of that time was spent building the structures i kind of figured it looked like you guys had settled in nicely anyway it's 
been an adventure, yes. Okay. Well, that's. I was just curious because, I mean, she because said it's we look this- like a bunch of dirt poor farmers, and you're wondering how we afforded a wondrous item as such. No, it was more like. Sticky Fingers sent us on this journey to protect the statue, but we didn't really run into anything dangerous along the way, so it was kind of like, why are we here? (laughs) I think that it is probably just a protecting of investment. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially because... Very uh, expensive statue, I'm sure. Yes, and the Weirs will uh, benefit from this as well. So I'm, I'm certain there's an element of that as well. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm going to go back over to the tavern. All right. Uh, What was everybody else doing while that conversation was going on? Istra would like to scout up towards the mountains. I mean, not like climb the mountain or anything, but just kind of up the base of the mountains and kind of just kind of look for any signs that people have come and gone like up the mountain. Any sign of, say, dragons or, or people, if anyone's been coming and going. Certainly. Uh, and also, I will make a note that uh, I have been saying the goblin's name wrong. It is Greasy Fingers, not Sticky Fingers. This is what happens when you don't have the notes in front of you. Sorry, folks. Um, but you can go ahead and make and me a... Ser- don't, and when we don't play for like six weeks, it's you know? Uh, why don't you go ahead and make me a survival <laughs> check, though? I rolled a three, so I think uh, no. Uh, that would I be a negative. A- you have no idea. No obvious signs. Uh-huh. You can definitely see where they've like hewn stone from the like the the foothills to like make buildings like you can definitely see straight cuts you can see like tool marks Mm -hmm. but you don't see any like obvious pathways or or any any indication of that okay i mean i'll spend like a couple of hours kind of looking kind of going back and forth and going a little up the mountain and just thoroughly surveying it as well as i can sure uh while you're doing that uh is everybody else heading towards the the tavern slash uh public house Actually, I'm going to go um, look to see if I can find some kind of museum or monument or anything to kind of show when they established this town and any sort of history about it. Literally, the only thing you're going to find is a like a, a founding stone at the like the on the the fountain area that essentially gets the the date or the year that the town was founded, which is about a year ago. Um, there's no museums here. This, this town barely existed. It technically still barely exists. Uh, and there's nothing like a library quite yet. Everything is very utilitarian right now. There's no ruins or anything around. Are Not that you can see no obvious ruins. We are close to the mountains. You're right up against the foothills leading into the, the mountain range proper. All right. Uh, I don't think, I don't think repentance is the kind of person he, he basically just always suspects trouble. So he doesn't really go looking for it. So I think he was just going to be walking about, uh, looking at the place. If there, you know, if anything obvious shows up, like if he sees a pack of wolves, you know, dragging a child into the woods, he'll go after that. But otherwise, <laughs> he isn't really doing anything. But he yeah. suspects at any moment that's going to happen. Of course, the town itself is actually really well put together. Um, you do find that there is a stonemason here with a couple of apprentices. Uh, very clearly, uh, somebody who is probably from one of the larger provinces. Uh, that was probably promised a, a, tide, a princely sum to come here. Um, but all the buildings are really well constructed. They are made from timber and, and stone. Uh, can definitely take a beating should uh, poor weather come or whether, you know, heaven forbid, something tried to happen to the, the townspeople. 
they could probably shelter in place fairly well. Uh, but everything seems pretty quiet. Uh, I don't want to say it's the whole, you know, Mayberry thing, but it's pretty close. Uh, it's some children, uh, mostly younger adults, uh, look like they're getting ready to stake out on their own, uh, trying to do something that's not necessarily maybe in their family's farmsteads back home. They want to do their own. They want to have their own land. Um, nothing really out of the ordinary per se. At least that's what repentance finds. Uh, what would Creo be doing during this time frame besides looking for things that don't exist? I guess once he doesn't find anything else, he'll go, eventually go back to the tavern. Okay. And Kiska, I'm guessing you're going there right away. Yep. Okay. So the two of you will find the shaggy hamster in, uh, shaggy hamster, <laughs> the shaggy hamster. Uh, literally it is a, a, a stone sign, uh, carved out. that looks like a hamster that maybe stuck its finger into a, uh, electrical socket. Uh, it is very puffy. Uh, you walk inside and it's a very clean, very simple establishment. looks like there's a very small bar, maybe with six seats, uh, a couple tables, and it looks like a stairway that leads to the second story. Uh, and what looks behind the bar is a, uh, looks like a, a dwarf man, uh, very well kept and clean. Looks like a very pristine white shirt. Uh, basically your stereotypical bartender look to it. It's got the, the armbands and he's got a smock on, uh, and he's cleaning glasses and cleaning the bar. Oh, hello, friends. Come for a visit. Yeah, I come to say, we... We just brought a statue delivery into town. Fountain. Oh, you're the lot that was bringing the, the water. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. I was actually wondering uh, if you had any rooms that we could avail upon for the night. Well, you're in such luck. I happen to have three rooms, and uh, even though this is a bustling metropolis, uh, none of them are taken. <laughs> uh, so you you uh, have welcome lodging to as many of the rooms as you require. I Perfect. was informed that your stay was uh, to be compensated, as it were. Yeah, that's that's what Temperance had said anyway. What your name was? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Apologies. I'm Hawken. Uh, Hawken Nutters. Nice to meet you. Um, I- I'm Kiska, and this is Creo. Creo, Kiska, nice to meet you. Might I get you a beverage, food? Food would be great. Beverage would be even better. You got anything good? Um, well, not quite a lot yet. I do have some wines, uh, mostly ales, a little bit of whiskey. Uh, Ale would be just fine. Wonderful, wonderful. And for you, my uh, friend, I think you are a performer. You look like a performer. You're way too colorful. I am, yes. Um, I'll try. And uh, are the ales local? Have you started uh, your brewing process here? Ah, yes, they're brewed myself from an old family recipe. Uh, it's dating back thousands of years, perfected. Uh, and, well, I hope I did it justice. He pours you a couple uh, couple ales. Uh, they are amber in color and have a very uh, rich scent about them. Uh, they taste, if you are drinking them, I would assume, Yes. Smooth and buttery almost. Uh, they have that one, no, none of that strange aftertaste, uh, but tons of floral notes to it. Uh, it is, this is amazing. It is some of the best ale you've had. I see why she would be investing in this town. 
Oh, she does not own any of my stock. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, this is all mine. Um, my family runs a small, uh, a small little farmland not too far from here that makes all the, uh, the necessary barley and hops for us. Wait, who invested? I didn't say anything about anybody investing. Look, that's what Creo said, right? Yeah, Creo yeah. said that. Yeah. I didn't tell yeah. Creo I that. I guess I do not know that then. <laughs> okay. Retroactive. Yeah. I will yes. tell you all later, I swear. Yeah. But yeah, he just, oh, no, no, no. Nobody, this, nobody owns anything besides this. My, this is my family. We own this. At least this inn. Well, if you didn't do it justice, I would probably perish from whatever justice is because this is absolutely amazing. Well, my great, 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 great grandfather once said that uh, a good pint of ale is next to godliness. Uh, he may have really liked his ale. And he gives you a wry chuckle and a wink. Uh, you can tell that he has been bored to death because nobody comes here and everybody is like the, the farmers will come in, but you're city folk. <laughs> you're not farmers. This is new. This is good. This is entertainment for him. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So what brought you all the way out here? Opportunity. Very cheap farmland so that we could possibly grow our own supplies. And well, if this is going to be the next big thing since the years, um, well, getting a foothold in would be wise. Yeah. Business, business as it were. Is it going to be the next biggest thing? No idea, but I'm sure going to try. Was somebody saying it was going to be? I mean, everybody, when they stake out on their own, thinks it's going to be the next big well, thing. True. true. But that temperance, she... Oh, she's a wonderful woman. She has her height set on lofty goals. She wants us to be a bustling hub, a gateway to the to the mountains. Yeah, that's what she was telling me. And, uh, you know, I'm... And he looks you up and down. He's like, I'm fairly confident you understand this. Uh, the mountains call to home. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I, I think we have some people who understand that better than others in our party. And I kind of look at Creo. Yeah, I come from the mountains as well. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, when I get expended enough, I tell you what, if you wish to become regulars, we could always work out a deal where there's a flat rate, and we can make sure that there's room <laughs> set aside for you, and stabling for any of your uh, mounts or creatures that you bring with you. It'll be fine. It'll be fantastic. Will you make room for elephants? <laughs> He he, and, kind of, like he stops <laughs> part way through, like and just like cocks his head to the side. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, serious note: you need place for lots of dragons. Oh uh, well, nobody's seen any dragons around here for quite some time. It's it's been what a century, maybe. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, if they've been here in the Istra's lifetime, it can't be that long, can it? You don't know that anybody knows about your particular. Hmm. Are we, like, at the, like, would my village be, like, straight? Like, how far away would my village have been? Would it have been, like, a long way up or down the mountains? It probably would have been far like, enough. It probably would have been far enough away that, like, maybe people have heard about it, but not necessarily seen mm -hmm. it. So. Okay. My assumption as when I was running, and this is just an assumption, was that it was at least a week. Okay. I would say that would probably be about accurate, especially dictating for time and travel through the mountains. All right. Uh, the rest of you can wind it, wind up wandering back to the inn if you're done with your stuff. You see that the bartender is engaged in a friendly conversation with uh, Creo and Kiska. Uh, welcomes you all in. You know, there's uh, hot, ready meals. It's not extravagant, but it is finely cooked, at least as best as you can. 
uh, very lean cuts of meat, uh, lots of root vegetables, a little bit of stew, pairs well with the ales, uh, and welcomes you in. Throughout the day, a couple of the uh, farmers and farmhands will come in towards the end of their shifts and maybe order a couple beers before they go home or uh, for the lack of uh, anything extravagant. It's not. It's a very simple town. Um, and then it starts to become closer to evening. He hands you all, he basically lays out three keys on the, uh, the bar and says, well, I have three rooms and you may split up as you see fit. I know there's uh, one, two, three, four of you, so. I... Imagine through dinner time, there's no way that I would have kept Rika completely hidden through all of this when there's food on the table. Yeah. Probably not. So at not. some point, she's, she's probably going to, you know, she usually kind of naps in the quiver, but at some point, she's going to come out and sit on the table and, like, chew on whatever piece of meat is available to her. Why don't you go ahead and, I mean, very clearly, Hawking has seen this. Roll an insight check. Across the table, that's uh, da, 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 da. insight the 18. It is not a surprise to him to see huh. a Drake. Okay, okay, interesting. But he also is not making a big deal out of it. And if you catch his eye, mm-hmm. he will give you a little bit of a wink. Okay. Interesting. So while we're all like having dinner, I fill them in on what Temperance told me as far as like Greasy Fingers has a 10% stake in the town. Interesting. But I also fill in Isra on what Temperance had said about like wanting to draw people back towards the mountains because she like remembered all that stuff. And yeah, because I think that is interesting. Find though, that. Yeah. Though a little worrying too if there Why? are hostile. Well, the, my village, at least, was destroyed by hostile dragons. So if they're still up there, that could be worrying if many people come out too close. Though, of course, we were farther into the mountains. I just, I, I worry. It might be something to talk to temperaments about. Hmm. I feel like you and her are probably on the same wavelength, more hmm. so than uh, previously thought. Joe, would I know anything about whether there have been any dragon sightings from people traveling in and out of the weirs through the mountains? Not even a role necessary. There's been stories of people claiming that they've seen dragons almost daily. So that's one of the one of the things, right? Like it's there's almost like a reverence uh, to dragons. People just generally kind of accept them as uh, basically portents of good fortune. Uh, merchants okay. will claim that they saw them before a business deal or uh, whatever the case is. You don't, you haven't really heard of anything that made you feel like there might have been a semblance of truth, uh, but it isn't necessarily out of the realm of possibilities. You know, uh, as almost as well as anybody else, that there were other settlements, there were other dragon dens. It's just a matter of where they were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Are they doing any kind of Just party or th- celebration or anything? So that's before before bedtime comes. Uh, there is a little bit of a uh, you'll you'll see a gathering in the middle of the town hall of uh, the town square uh, where Temperance is inviting everybody. The bell rings and folks will come out and she will give a little bit of a, a, a speech, so to speak. And she stands up at the the foot of the or the top of her small staircase and. Friends, today marks a glorious day for us. It would seem that our potential future here is looking brighter 
and brighter. And today, thanks to our friends, and she points to you, safely delivering this item to us, and she points to the fountain, our town can begin to flourish. There's many, many days of hard work ahead of us. Uh, We are going to have to buckle down and still make sure we do things right. It's not quite uh, an easy road from here on out. Uh, But I believe truly in my heart that we can do that and we can make this town something that will be maybe not a rival to the Weirs, but at least something that appears on everybody's maps. And you hear some cheers and uh, some good-natured commentary from the folks around. They seem very excited by this prospect. So today, friends, we are engaging in a little bit of celebration We don't have much in our meager stores quite yet, but we do have enough to at least celebrate tonight. Uh, Our bakers have gone ahead and made some cakes. Uh, Our wonderful proprietor of our pub here, uh, Hawking, has donated several casks of his ale uh, for us. And there's plenty of food to go around for everybody. So please eat your fill, drink your fill, uh, don't hurt yourselves, but feel free to frolic in the fountain if you wish. Uh, But please, let us celebrate what we can potentially become. And everybody seems to really love this motion. There's a lot of, like, cheers, and everybody starts to uh, sort of drink their fill, eat their fill. A couple people bring out instruments and start playing some uh, jaunty folk music. People start dancing around the square. You see kids jumping into the fountain and splashing each other and having a really, really good time. And uh, you see Risa uh, poke her head out from the uh, the quiver and just kind of like underneath the, the side of your head, right between your shoulder and your <laughs> neck. And just kind of like, what you can like, you look over and you see the wide eyed cat eyes of like, Ooh, playtime, playtime. Um, hmm. I don't think anybody oh. would hurt her. Uh, well, I, I just worry about rumors getting around, but there are rumors of dragons all the time. So from this on, just always uh, go on if you like. And she like, lets out a little bit of a squee and just like kind of takes up into the air and like goes towards the fountain and is making like diving through the, the spouts of water that are coming out of the fish's mouth. And you see everybody just, everything goes very quiet and you start to hear laughter and you start to hear, this is a good sign. This is a good omen. Look, look, a drake. Oh my goodness. And like people are going absolutely crazy. Nobody seems scared. And the kids definitely, definitely are like want to play with her uh and like they're they're splashing and and she seems to be having a really really good time um and then temperance her eyes are alight and it's almost like the old woman is gone and it's like a (laughs) childlike wonder has crossed her face and she just walks over to you Hmm. is is that with you yes it's hers well Rika's her own. Uh, Rika is her own. There's there's not always much controlling her, but... She's with Isra, though. Yes. You have truly blessed us this day. And she hugs you. Like, she doesn't even... She doesn't ask for permission. She doesn't say anything. <laughs> she just literally just hugs you. Uh, well, Isra is, like, still unsurprised for a second and then hugs back. And, and, and Rika is an emerald drake, correct? Yes. And she's going to... Uh, she's going to... Uh, brush herself off, compose herself, and she exclaims, Friends! Friends! Today, 
We have been truly blessed twice over. I think it is time for us to declare the name for this town. And she looks at the drake. With today's omen, we are Emerald Roost. Aww. Repentance is basically looks on the look on his robotic face is as if this woman just walked out and helped put out a big sign saying evil things get me first uh yeah isra's a little concerned about drawing attention to themselves too but at the same time yeah there are always dragon rumors and dragon myths in the area and you you know dalver mm sure it'll be fine it's the mountains like most things the the Dragon it's not like his, his entire town got destroyed in the, in the mountains or anything? No, not at all. Nothing like that. But everybody seems really, really happy. I mean, if you want to talk to them about it, you're more than welcome to. No, no, no. I know way better than to do that. I mean, Isra doesn't want to bring down anyone's level of joy. Um, Jessica thinks that this is great, by the way. I, <laughs> she's just like, she's just kind of soaking it all in going, wow, that's really nice. They named it after, named it after the, the baby drag. Isra will talk to Temperance in the morning, though. All right, and at this point, though, Temperance is going to turn around and she grabs Creo and starts dragging Creo by his hands to dance in the the, the town square. She is absolutely elated right now, uh, and she okay. got she got a natural twenty on perform check. She is dancing a storm. <laughs> All right, let's see how well She's working I like crazy. Get down low. <laughs> I only got a 13, so she's a much better dancer than she's, I. She's leading you at this point. <laughs> she, is, she is putting you through dips and spins and turns. And everybody seems to be having a great uh, a great time about this. Uh, and Hawking will kind of walk out of the, of the tavern and uh, walk up to, to you guys as he sees very clearly the look of concern on Repentance and Isra's face. I, I wouldn't worry too much. Towns around here, they call themselves dragging this, dragging that all the time. It's it's the mountains. It'll be fine. <sighs> I can't help but worry. And he looks at I'm you. I'm going to go for a patrol. My <laughs> horse comes riding up. Like, lump, 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 lump. <laughs> I like literally like, swing up onto it and we're gone. We're riding around the place looking for trouble. And he puts a hand on Isra's shoulder. He doesn't really seem to pay much attention to repentance, hmm. but he puts a hand on Isra's shoulder and he goes, I understand. In in that moment, you believe he he actually does. Mm. Where Thank you. you Hopefully, originally. Hopefully, all will be well. Oh, a small town in the mountains called Iron Deep. You have heard of Iron Deep. It is not a small town in the mountains. It is a seat of power uh, for dwarven community, said to have access to, at one point in time, deep drakes. Oh, so Isra knows about this. Yes, you both know about this. Very you and. Uh, Kiska and Isra know about this, like at least okay. rumors of it. You've never been there. That's quite the little town. Just a wee bit, so yeah. You have lived amongst Drakes yourself. Oh, me personally, no. No. Hmm. We, and he, he kind of like lowers his voice a little conspiratorially with you. We haven't seen them for quite some time either. Hmm. It's very worrying what seems to be happening. Well, as they you- say, change is inevitable. Do I trust this guy? Like, can I make an insight check? Yeah, go for it. Insight check. Uh, I rolled a three. I have no idea. So three total? Uh, three plus five, so still not good. It still beats anything that I rolled. I rolled a four. Um, so you got a pretty <laughs> so- clear read on him. Yeah, he seems like he's telling the truth. Like, it's it maybe not the most trustworthy. He is a businessman. He is a dwarf that decided to leave uh, probably what was a life of comfort 
Uh, he's not exactly like a tradesman, so to speak, but he definitely doesn't seem like he's lying to you. He's not like trying to deceive you. Okay. He turns to you guys and will sort of beckon for you to, to come on inside. And he's like, well, they're going to party the night away. That's, that's what they're going to do. Nothing will get done tomorrow. It'll be fine. Uh, but perhaps you would like to rest for the evening. And he, uh, tosses the keys to you. Thanks. And, uh, Rika is back with you at this point, Isra. Um, and he tosses uh, a couple slabs of, of meat towards her, tickles her chin a little bit. <laughs> and he, in this moment, he just looks like a, like a twinkle in his eye, like not like the mischievous grandpa type almost. And he goes, get some rest. I'll make sure the others find their way in. Thanks. And with it's appreciated. And with that, the evening starts to settle in. And that's where we're going to end our session today. Uh, so I do want to thank our players for joining us today, and thank you very much for participating. Apologies for missing messing up greasy fingers with sticky fingers. <laughs> I again six weeks. I between do not games have a hard it. time imagining that some people call her greasy fingers and some people, some people call, call her sticky, sticky fingers. fingers. There, there is almost Every an inevitability. Time you said sticky fingers. I kept hearing stinky fingers, which made me possibly like, also an giggle a lot. Because <laughs> I, I mean, well. you can't use <laughs> your real name. Slightly different connotations with each one. I know, right? <laughs> but you also you also can't have your real name if you're going to run a criminal empire. Who knows? Uh, but I do want to thank all of you for listening and participating with us here today. Again, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means that this podcast sighting community is able to thrive and grow, and the fact that we're able to do things like this podcast. Uh, Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to all of our podcasts, better chance to having your question answered on our various podcasts or the queue, and that's for sight experience. Uh, I'm going to go through, and you guys can introduce yourselves and where people can find you or what, uh, how you want to interact with them. Feel free. We're just going to go down the list. Anne? Hi. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Shades of Grey, and... That's pretty much it nowadays because I'm kind of busy making World of Warcraft. <laughs> true, it's very. I true. don't know why. You, I don't know why you would be busy making World of Warcraft. I, mean, I don't know, man. That's, that's got to be a cakewalk, right? Dragons. <laughs> Nothing happens. Nothing's changed. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liz, uh, I am Liz, and I am the editorial director of Blizzard Watch. So most of my time and work is spent here. Um, but you can find me on Twitter as Fans. Andrew. I'm just Andrew Powers at uh, Blizzard Watch, and that's where I can be found. And Matt. I don't really do much on Twitter. That's okay. Do you need to say it again, Andrew? I was just saying that I don't do much on Twitter. Okay. All right. I'm Matt. Hi. I'm sorry. I'm a little groggy. Uh, they changed my medication, so I'm real tired. Uh, I don't do. I have a Twitter, right? Yeah, I have a Twitter. Um, <laughs> I think it's Matthew W. Rossi. I yes, think, it is. At Matthew it is. W. Rossi. And yeah, I write stuff for Blizzard Watch. Uh, also, you can find my books on Amazon. Uh, look for Nameless and Matthew Rossi, and, and there they are. And then you should buy them. You That's should. basically it. You should. They're great fantasy. They're they're great exploration of fantasy and imagination. Uh, and um, I'm been your DM for today, Joe Perez. You can find me on Twitter at LoaderZJ. You can also find me on our various podcasts here on the site. Uh, as I am sort of in charge of recording them all now. Uh, but I do want to thank everybody for your continued support that allows us to do a series like this. It's always fun, and it's great to sort of uh, stretch the legs a little bit. And we finally got down to the core of that peanut butter mystery. They're Indeed. monsters. They're monsters. <laughs> Absolute monsters. All right. But with that, folks, we'll see you next time. <laughs>